Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. We've been going through a series called Overcome. We have so many things happening in our lives. How can we overcome all those problems? 2020 and earlier this year, 2021, have been pandemic, global pandemic, and there are so many people have suffered even now. So how can we overcome that? Maybe in your personal level, you are going through some personal sickness or problems in your work and relationship, and you have so many overwhelming things going on in your life. How can you overcome all those things? We've been studying through the story of Jacob. And last week, we studied about how God turned it around. And today, we're going to continue the story of Jacob because Jacob also had a lots of things very difficult things happening in his life, but God really intervened in his life. And today we're going to look at amazing story, how God met Jacob and how God helped Mo uh, Jacob to overcome the issues that he had. So today's topic is this, overcome by transformation. You will see a stone Jacob slept on becomes became an altar to worship the Lord. So that's a stone transformation. It's the same stone, but God intervened in his life in an amazing way. And we see the, we will see the transformation taking place, but not just that transformation. Because of that transformation, the things, the, the, all the problems that uh, Jacob had in his mind were resolved and overcome. So that's something that we want to uh, look at today. And I pray and hope that this message would be encouraging to you and really leading you to experience that stone transformation that you will also overcome the problems that you have through that transformation. So let's look at Genesis chapter 28. And that's the text that we're going to look at today. Genesis 28 verses 10 through 17. Then Jacob departed from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he happened upon a particular place and spent the night there because the sun had set and he took one of the stones of the place and made it a support for his head and lay down in that place. So let me give you some context here. Well, Jacob was going to be uh, going from Beersheba, which is his hometown. So he was leaving his father and mother and, of course, his brother. If you remember the last week's story, uh, Jacob and his own brother Esau had a trouble uh, because Jacob was a cheater. He was a liar. He lied two times and Esau was so angry and Esau was trying to kill his own brother, twin brother Jacob. So that was the family context. And not just that, Esau, uh, Isaac, uh, Jacob's father told Jacob, you need to find your wife in my in your uncle's house, which is Laban's house. Uh, that was in Haran. So that was the reason why Jacob was going from Beersheba to Haran. So that journey was not necessarily a very pleasant journey. It's not like you're going back home uh, with a college degree or with a great job and you have so many things to tell with your uh, your family members and relatives and you're so proud of yourself in your journey. That was not the case. Jacob literally lost everything there because he cheated, uh, as we saw, and he was leaving his own hometown. So look at the following verse, how horrible his situation was. 
he happened to be a particular place and he spent the night there? Did he spend the night in a five-star uh, the hotel, in a resort, and a swimming pool? That was not the case. Look at what it says. Because the sun has said, of course, he had to sleep somewhere. He took one of the stones of the place and made it support for his head. Lay down in that place. Can you imagine? There's no place. There's no bunk bed. There's no mattress. It was in the wilderness. And he did not even have a pillow that he had to find one of the stones to, to put it under his head. That was Jacob's situation. So this stone tells us about everything about what Jacob was going through. Jacob was in trouble. And he was in a very lonely place. And he was in the place where there was full of stones. And he could have thought, what am I doing here? You know, my, my father blessed me yesterday, but all I have is stone. And I don't even have a pillow. I don't even have anything in my pocket. So where am I and who am I? He could have thought about all those things. And even he could, if, if, in an extreme example, um, he could have used one of these stones to kill himself. Like, I have nowhere to go. I don't know where I'm going. Of course, I'm going to Haran. But still, he doesn't know about what's going to happen. His life was just full of lie and deception. And he could be very confused in this situation. So the stone that he was sleeping on was a miserable, miserable stone. However, we see the turn of event. So let's look at the following verse together. And he had a dream. And behold, a ladder was set up on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And behold, the angels of God was, were ascending and descending on it. Then behold, the Lord was standing above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your descendants. Wow, this is amazing. This is totally ton of an event. Look at this very carefully. Jacob, on that place where he was laying, he had a dream. And then you see the angels were going up and down. You see the, the ladder to, uh, from heaven from the earth to heaven and then here is the kicker in the verse 13 God showed up and he said God was speaking to Jacob directly and God was revealing himself I am the Lord the God of your father and Abra God of your father Abraham and God of Isaac and then God is promising giving the promising who is is very similar to a promise to Abraham and then let's continue. Your descendants will also be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out the to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south and in you and in your descendants shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Wow. I mean, Jacob was not even married, but God was giving him the promise of descendants. He was all alone in the, in the wilderness, but God met him right there. And then he did not have anything in his pocket, but God gave him the promise of the land. And look at verse 15. Behold, 
I'm with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. God even gave a promise of His presence. So this is amazing, amazing, the, uh, the meeting with God between God and Jacob. So think about the stone that he had. It was like a miserable stone, but it is changing. And we'll see the change right here. In verse 16, this is Jacob's response. Then Jacob awake from his sleep and said, instead of saying, oh, this was all dream, okay. I just had a you know good dream, nice dream. It's never going to happen. That's not what Jacob said. Look at what he said. The Lord is certainly in this place. And I did not even know it. You see? So Jacob acknowledged that God's presence was there in the middle of wilderness. And he did not recognize it. Isn't this something that we all go through, right? I mean, if we are going through a tough time in the wilderness in your life, you may think like, God is not here. I'm all alone here. I am miserable. But that is not the case. If you are in Christ Jesus, God is with you in the wilderness. You just did not know His presence. Let's continue. In verse 17, And he was afraid. Jacob was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! I mean, this is not a five-star hotel. This is not Hawaii. This is the middle of wilderness. But he said, how awesome is this place? Why? Because this is none other than the house of God. Wow. 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 I mean, this is not uh, the temple, right? This is not the church building. This is uh, definitely a wilderness again. But uh, Jacob was saying, this is the house of God. Okay, and this is the gate of heaven. He experienced, Jacob experienced heaven in this difficult place. So Jacob got up early in the morning and he took the stone okay, that he had placed as a support for his head. Look at this. This is the same stone that he slept on, right? And then, look at it, and set it up as a memorial stone and poured oil on its top. Wow. You see the stone transformation right here? It was a miserable stone, right, that he slept on, that he left his home. He escaped from his home, his home in reality because of fear of his own brother Esau. He was living in a, he was trapped in this miserable state. He was sleeping on this miserable stone. But see, this miserable stone became a memorial stone that this is the place where he met God and he was Jacob was proclaiming that this is the house of God this is the awesome place so he changed it to memorial stone and poured oil on his top and then he was worshiping God there so the stone became an altar there look at verse 22 and this stone which I have set up as a memorial stone, will be God's house. And of everything that you give me, I will assuredly give a tenth to you. So we see that uh, Jacob is even promising to God that I will give a tenth. I mean, he had nothing in his pocket, right? But he already, he already envisioned 
in his life that God is going to fulfill his promise. And I will respond to that by giving tenth um, of it. So we see that turn of an event in Jacob's life right here. We see the overcome by transformation. I mean, the, the stone is the stone. He was in this, he was still in the wilderness. Nothing really has changed. But Jacob's life was totally changed right there. And that's how he could overcome the issues that he had. It was not because he was powerful. It's not because he had lots of money in his pocket. No, it was because of his meeting with God that who got, who changed, transformed miserable stone to memorial stone. He changed the uh, stone pillow to stone pillar. The stone became an altar, and that is the experience, that is the transformation, and that we all need to experience to overcome. Now, what does it look like? Again, there was nobody in the wilderness, but he, Jacob, met God there. And there was no building at all. But because of meeting with God, Jacob realized that that was the very place that the wilderness was the house of God. And then he had nothing in his pocket, but he said, I'll give tenth of what I have to you. He even gave a response to God right there. And that is how we see the transformation taking place. The same place and same stone, but God changed it into a uh, memorial stone. Now, do you have stone in your life? Do you have miserable stone in your life that you feel like this is what makes my life bitter? And this is what my what really makes my whole life miserable, difficult. Do you have that? Now, I want to share a little bit of my story. Uh, I was born and grew up in Korea, and I have one sibling, and she is one year older than me. Um, but when she was born, my family was very poor, and my sister uh, got very sick. But my my pa my parents could not afford her afford her to go to hospital, and then that sickness became a fatal disease for my sister, and she became a mentally disabled. It was the top level uh, mental disability. So my parents began to have a very, very difficult life. Not, on top of poverty, you know, they had to take care of their daughter who was mentally disabled. And I also had a very, very difficult time, difficult life as well, because she is the only sibling, but I could not ever talk with her or communicate with her and all our family members, my parents, my father, my mom, and myself had to pay close attention to my sister. So I did not really receive a lot of attention uh, as a side effect, but um, I also had no experience, basically normal experience like other people would have. So my parents and myself, of course, we complained about the situation. Why us? Why do I have to? Why do we have to go through all this miserable um, time? So my parents began to pray really hard to God. And then that became a turn of an event. My father prayed even more than um, 
average time of prayer what other people do because of this desperate situation. She, he became so uh, miserable and she, he became so desperate. So he cried out to the Lord every day and God began to really bless my father and my father was a pastor at that time and um, God blessed his ministry and God began to use him in a powerful way to preach more than 2,000 churches in, um, in South Korea. So this is just a snapshot, a short a summary of what I have experienced, the stone becoming, the miserable stone becoming a memorial stone. Yes, my sister was a miserable stone for my parents and for myself, but when God met my parents and myself through that miserable stone, through my sister. Even though my sister is still the same, she is still having that, uh, in, in that uh, mental disability. However, God changed and turned it around to bless our family so that she, my, my sister, became a memorial stone, that she became the vehicle instrument for us to meet God and God blesses my sister as well. So we see, you can see that we all have miserable stones in our life. But if you stop right there and if you hold your miserable stone and try to kill yourself, then you will never experience the mighty power of God. You will never be able to overcome by the transformation. You need to experience the transformation, the stone transformation that Jacob experienced, that I experienced. So this is my encouragement for you to pray to the Lord that God would intervene in your life, that God would meet you and right there in your wilderness, right there in the stone that you are sleeping on. And God, when God meets you, and when God saves you and God can change that stone to memorial stone and then you will worship there. The stone is still the same. Maybe you might have the still same problem. But the, here is the thing. God is greater than the problem. God is greater than the evil. And God will use that stone to transform you. And then you will, you will worship the Lord and you will praise the Lord right there. So that your wilderness will turn into the house of God, Bethel. And you will receive the promise of God even when you do not have any promise from the world. And you will meet God and He's going to be with you forever even when you do not have anybody around you. And He's going to fill your hearts and fill you for ever the fullness of God will be with you even when you don't have anything in your pocket. So that is the transformation that the Bible is talking about here. So even when you have miserable stone in your life, do not be discouraged, but keep going, keep praying, and meet God right there where you are and experience the amazing power of God who overcomes all the things because Jesus Christ overcame the world according to John 16, 33. So you will have joy in Christ Jesus. And 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 through 5, Jesus was a rejected stone, but he is the choice stone. And you, in Christ Jesus, you are also becoming a living stone being built for the house of praise, the spiritual house 
that the, through Jesus Christ, your worship would be received by God. And then it's just a few verses down in chapter 2, verse 9 of 1 Peter. God is calling you as a chosen race, royal priesthood, God's own possession, that you will proclaim His excellencies of His mercies. Isn't that amazing? We are the same people. We're same miserable people. We're same sinful people. But because of Jesus Christ, who died for our sins and who rose from the dead, who was rejected by men, but He is a choice of stone, that He is the living stone and He is the cornerstone that God uses to change us and to transform us. And He even changes us to be that living stone, uh, the stone in Christ as well so that we'll experience the mighty power of God. So this is an amazing story and amazing encouragement for all of us. And it really shows us how we can overcome the situation. The problem is not the problem anymore, but it is God's instrument. So through that problem, we experience the God who is bigger and the God is who is greater than all the evils and the problems. And that is the point that we see in today's text. And that is really the same God's promise um, for our lives even now. So let's pray together that the Lord would really open our eyes and minds to see Him who is bigger than that. Now, as Jacob, when he met God, he did not stop there. He made a commitment, which is very, very important, that he said, I will give 10% of what I have. Now, this is coming out of wilderness experience. He Again, he had nothing in his pocket, but he made a promise. It's not because you have so much in your pocket so that, oh, God, I'm going to give you just the 1% of it. Um, that is not the attitude. Even though we don't have anything in our pocket, we can still um, dedicate and we can still commit our lives to Him. So if you truly met God, then you will not stop there you will make a decision to follow Him, to give everything that you have to Him because everything comes from the Lord. So this is some I want to suggest that practically, we can start with giving 10%, not just the money, but our time as well. And that is the point of 365 empowerment, empowerment that we are going through right now, that some of you are going through, that we want to give 2.4 hours every day to the Lord through Bible reading and memorization and prayer. And you, of course, you can give more than 10% of your time, but 10% is a great start to begin with. And also your money, that is called a tithe. Whatever income you have, give 10% of it to the Lord because your income is not coming from your ability, but it is from the Lord. So we all need, if you truly met God, you really need to give it back to the Lord, not because God needs your money, but because you met God and you, you love Him, you worship the Lord. And also, you can give a, uh, a day a week or even every day to meet someone who is not a believer and share the gospel with those people. So you can use your time and uh, energy and your money to really respond to what God has done in your life, as we saw in Jacob's story. So let's overcome by transformation that God 
performs in our life. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful story of Jacob that we saw today. Yes, it is you who helps us to, you you who helps us to overcome the problem, not because we are great, but because you are great. So Father, please transform us, not necessarily the stone itself, but transform us as you did to Jacob so that we'll truly experience your powerful, mighty presence in our life as Jacob promised, uh, experienced. So that we can truly experience the miserable stone becoming memorial stone, the stone pillow becoming a stone pillar. So everywhere we go, would it be a the house of God that we will praise you and worship you no matter what. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name we prayed. Amen.